Listen, uh, uh, where are you playing in town? You, you playing here? We're doing the, uh, the Normo Dome, whatever it is. It's terrific. Oh, it's yeah, a big place outside of town. Very That's a big nice. place. You sold oh, it out. Like I'll see. You really, really should. Try not to fall in the same old trap I left without a map. The same old place I'm going to. Find smiling into that same old plan. We'll do what I can to make it a little different this time. The hell are you doing? I couldn't sleep. I'm checking the ropes. I was afraid end on Europe, and I'm cutting it out. Good weather, bad weather. Now or later, anytime. Uh, what's the date? December the 4th. Yeah. 2011. 2011. This is Chris Kalous, and this is the very first episode of the Normal Cast, the new, improved, hopefully, climbing podcast that I'm trying to put together. And you may be listening to this far, far in the future. I don't know what time it is where you are, or if it's nighttime or daytime or whatever time. The magic of podcasts is that once they get on the internet, they last forever. So I don't know. You could be listening to this after some sort of horrendous apocalypse and you're the last man standing after the zombie apocalypse. And then the last man standing hears us talking and grabs his one bullet, <laughs> his one gun, bullet and shoots and himself in the head. You know, speaking of that, if, if that had happened and we had both been turned into zombies, I want to bet that I'd live longer than you. Why would you bet that? Because you're so much bigger than me. You'd be an easier target. Like you'd have to shoot a shotgun like... Just somewhere in your general direction, it would probably hit you. Yeah, but if I turned sideways, it would just go whizzing through my armpit. That's true. I'm sitting here with my friend Lisa Hathaway in Moab, Utah, inside the Oasis trailer. And we're just kicking off the normal cast by um, getting together, talking about it. And the thing I want to do with this is just kind of let it grow and become what it's going to be as you guys listen. And by you guys, I mean nobody at this point because i don't know if i'm any- listening yeah okay cool and uh anyway so we don't really have anything slick to talk about we don't have anything set up to sort of have an intro or anything else we're just going to kind of work that out over the next couple weeks but my plan for the podcast is that we're going to take on climbing lifestyle i want to do a bunch of interviews and chat about topics and try to get people involved and uh interested in listening to what i have to say and what my co-hosts have to say, and one of those co-hosts is my friend Lisa. How you doing, Lisa? I'm doing well, Chris. Thanks for asking. <laughs> so what's going on? I'm not much. Just hanging out in the Oasis. We tried to go bouldering today, but it was terribly cold in Moab. It's terribly cold. Yeah. So we ended up bouldering in, in Lisa's amazing climbing gym, which is sort of a central location here in Moab. Um, anyway, I want to have like, I want to create like a tag, you know, like where I come in. Like I say, hey, welcome to the normal cast. This is Chris Kalous. And then I say something like a little tag. And on the way over driving, I um, try to come up with some of them. So I'm going to run them by you. Shoot. Okay. The first one is this. Hi, this is the normal cast. Up yours. I know more than you do. (laughs) Okay. Something like that. You know, like, hey, welcome to the normal cast. You need me more than I need you. Exactly. Something like that. Right. The other one, and this one's more serious, uh, welcome to the Norma Cast, a dirty slice of the climbing life. Ooh, I kind of like that. Okay, because there's sort of a double entendre on dirty. Yeah. Like, dirty like we're dirt bags and we're filthy from climbing and dirty like sexy dirty like 
Ooh. I'm watching some girl stem up something in her verve shorts. Oh dang! <laughs> now there's this is this is actually my favorite so far, and this could become the the one. I don't know. Uh, welcome to the normal cast. It's like three L caps stacked on top of one another. <laughs> Have you ever heard that before? I've never heard that, but well, you might want to say it's like the audio equivalent of three L caps stacked on yeah, top of one another. For relevance. And as a as a grammar queen, did you do you approve <laughs> of the way that I said that? Three L caps stacked on top of one another. That works great. Okay, that's because I um I was actually at a uh, a slideshow or whatever you call these new media events with computers and videos and pictures. Are they still slideshows? They call them slideshows, but I don't think any of them involve I mean, slides. And I don't know if anyone listening is old enough to know what a slide looks like, but I do. That's kind of true. But anyway, I've heard that used before, like to describe these like big Himalayan walls. You know, they'll say, yeah, the wall's like 3,000 meters. That's like... Four L caps stacked on top of one another. And actually, my friend Hayden Kennedy said that last night, and it occurred to me. I'm like, that could be a good tag for the normal cast. Like, welcome to the normal cast. It's like, or what did you say? It's like the audio equivalent, equivalent. of three L caps stacked on top of one another. That's pretty good. We're going to put that in the file and see uh, see how that sounds. Um, I invited Lisa to maybe help me do some co-hosting, although she probably won't be here every podcast and i'm shooting to do at least two a month um i'd like to do them weekly but i have a real job and stuff and that's just too much for now we're gonna try to change that i know well hopefully when the money starts rolling in oh will it will yeah but this is uh you know it's a free podcast so if you don't like the fact that i do only two a month then you know you can maybe give me a patronage like they used to in the 1500s you know when some duke or baron would Take care of some artists so he can take take care of him. Get you a fifth floor loft in Carbondale. Yeah, exactly. So, but anyway, um, I asked uh, Lisa because we've had a, a f- I don't know, I wouldn't actually say a long friendship. How long have I, I've known you like casually for a long time, but how long have we been like really tight? Well, it would likely be when you moved into my driveway. <laughs> I would have to probably attribute it to that time period. And I want to say that was like. Oh, eight? Yeah, it was like three years ago or three or four, four years ago. maybe. Probably about four, actually, yeah. I think, coming up on. I have to think of how many Halloween shows. Exactly. So, yeah, and Lisa used to, and I used to play in a disco band together. But that's a whole other story for another night. But I want to say this, or I wanted to ask you a question, actually, because I lived in your driveway, but then I moved into your office <laughs> because the plan was that I had, I had rebuilt this, or I wanted to rebuild this RV, and I thought... Um, that it would take me a couple weeks, and it actually took me about four months. <laughs> I think it's kind of still happening, actually. <laughs> well, before I could actually like either reside in it or, or drive it anywhere. Throw in the towel or <laughs> yeah. move it. So I actually ended up moving into your office floor, and um, I was called your apostle queue. That's correct. That's a very main term for persons of opposite sex sharing living quarters. And that's some sort of tax code or... I mean, we were a little bit of a malapropism because technically it's for like two people who are kind of married, okay. but don't want to be like responsible in case one person bails and the other person doesn't want to lose their house. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So we were stretching the terms a little bit. Okay. Anyway, it was a good but we time. we liked it. The yeah, Puzzle Keys. It was a good time. No one else knew what we were talking mm. about. And that's when I got uh, recruited to be in your disco band. Yes. Yeah. And Lisa, you've lived here in Moab for how long? 20 plus years. And you've been climbing that whole time? 
On and off. But I mean, you were a climber before you moved here? Mm, I had climbed before I had moved uh-huh. here, but I wasn't really like a climber mm-hmm. per se, mm-hmm. as we might think of it, those who listen to your podcast. Right. And so, but then you basically, I mean, you, you're you kind of like one of the, uh, I mean, you are Moab. <laughs> Uh, to some, I might like in this. Have I mean, seriously, way. in like the climbing scene here, you are like synonymous with Moab. I think so. Yeah, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I, guess, I know you're sure. very, you're 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 humble sometimes to a fault, but you are somewhat. I mean, we were just talking about patronage. In a lot of ways, you're like have been a patron to climbers that have come to this town. They call me the buoy. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What does that mean? Because I'm I'm the buoy that those you cling to while no, you're drowning. They, yeah, they cling to me in the roiling seas of life. I'm like doing what a buoy does, bobbing and weaving, getting hit by a few waves, but yet I stay anchored. Oh, right on. I imagine like Katie Brown clinging to you as the waves crashed around her. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I mean you've had like. I mean, even me, like you just sort of said, yeah, well, you can stay. Well, actually, you didn't say that. I just turned up on your floor one day. You didn't tell me not to to be there. How's that? That was sort of like a tacit, like, okay, yeah, you can stay. Right. But, uh, I mean, climbers have sort of come to this town, and, and you've you've allowed them to sleep in your driveway. and Some of them without even my knowledge. Right, exactly. I've and met people like, oh, nice to meet you. Oh, no, I stayed at your house one right, time. Right, So. Oh, where was I? Yeah, and you've—I mean—but you've put people up for real too, like, yeah. and let them. I'm kind of like or, the foster parent yeah. to wayward climbers. Totally, yeah. Or have been. Mm-hmm. And you have a reputation here, so. Oh, I do, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, to, like I said, to sort of, you know, people. I think, I mean, you know this. They think they they hear this about you, or they know this about you, and then they do just turn up without asking or just pop in. It has happened. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm aware of that. I but, did go um, to court for it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. To kick people out of your driveway? For Yeah. For one time it was for running an illegal campground. I was, <laughs> oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I was brought to trial under the charge. Oh, of- I, I imagine you like suing someone to make yeah. them leave. No, no, oh, no. Okay. I, I was brought to, to justice, ironically. Okay. So what happened? You went to court because they thought you were running a An campground up here? An illegal campground, yes. And what was the distinction? Did you have to be getting paid? Yes. And did you win? I did. Nice. Yeah. Did you have to get a lawyer and stuff? No. Shocking. I know this will sound shocking to anyone who knows me, but I was more than happy to stand for myself. Were you poring over law books and things beforehand? I preparation? went and read all the, the codes that were right. pertinent. And you'd be surprised if you know you've got like an extra hour sometime, you should go down to your local city hall and read all the random codes that can be enforced upon one at any given time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. So what was the second time? Uh, the second time was a related but not identical charge, but I can't remember specifically, but it had to do with the staying in a recreational vehicle in excess of 48 hours or something like that in a driveway. Oh. There's actually codes for that. Now, who, who, like, who was snarking on you here? Who was like calling the cops? Because you can't really see this place I, from anywhere. I, we don't know ultimately who it was that turned us in, who was narking on us. But um, there was a person who worked that's, for the that's city. A, that's a term from when I went to high school. I think narking on somebody. Narked on me. <laughs> but yeah, no, this uh, the code enforcement agency. We'll just call it that. I don't mm-hmm. know what it was called. This woman would 
stand up on the hillside above the house with her binoculars and camera. Really? Yeah. And we'd turn and wave sometimes. And we knew it was going on because it was repeated. It was just a really weird thing. Did she have some thing. sort of vendetta? Apparently. Every, I always She didn't say, like to lose was what right. I heard. I always say that, that Moab is the place where old campers go to die. <laughs> because every yard in this town has got one or two like beat up old campers. So how would you know who's living in what? Exactly. It'd be impossible. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, we had apparently too many cars in the driveway one weekend. Mm-hmm. I think she counted 13. That's she, a big driveway. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You've got a, a, a total. Half an acre driveway. Yeah. It's sweet, actually, until it's muddy and you're laying in it trying to fix an RV. All right. What's next? Don't you wish that they could create this device that was like a dictaphone for your brain? Right. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean, I'm so brilliant in my own mind that I just like am amazed at the thoughts that just pop in. Right. And just but then they're rolling. gone. And then they're gone. Especially when you wake up in the morning. Yeah. Like in those twilight hours. I can remember my twilight hour. Stuff. It was disturbing this morning. What happened? You want to hear about it? Yeah. You sure? Uh-huh. I had this weird dream that I was like waking up after some kind of like frat party situation or something like that. It's like a bunch of like college drunk people all over the place. And a guy had passed out in a full bathtub and had peed all over himself and stuff and almost died in the bathtub. And I found him in there. And it was in your house? No, it was in this random house oh. that this party had occurred in. <laughs> I told you it was disturbing. <laughs> How would you like to wake up finding someone drowning in a bathtub no, in their no own good. pee? No. <laughs> that's no good, especially, yeah. Well, that's scary. Now, I, I've been having these dreams about being stuck in castles and ancient places. And you can't get out? Well, I actually, uh, the other night I got out of bed and I walked over to to my dresser and was like kind of pushing on it because I thought it was like this big kind of rock mantle and I got sort of into pushing on it before I woke up and was realized I was like standing there pushing against my my dresser that's so, a little bit creepy yeah but there's a reason for that it's because I just came from from uh from Italy last week and I um, Sicily the new hotspot yeah the new hot it's going to be after this I heard it's the new pink podcast <laughs> But I was in Rome uh, for a while afterwards. We'll get to Sicily in a second. And I was looking, I, I was running around looking at all the Roman ruins because I got kind of a little Roman history fetish lately because of a podcast called The History of Rome, which uh, I recommend if you're into history. It's pretty dry, but it's like a 170 episode history of Rome, like 25 to 30 minutes each. So don't take it lightly, but it's pretty hot. Anyway, I'd listened to the whole thing, so I was super into looking at all this stuff. And I think I just, OD'd on it for three days, and so now it's infecting my dreams that I'm stuck in these in the Colosseum, waiting to go out on my gladiatorial ride into the middle and fight tigers. And st- but yeah, Sicily. I just got back from Sicily. Well, how was Sicily? Did you see the pictures? I saw some of them. I want to see the real dope shit. Yeah, I, I, you know, it was a quick little edit that I put on Facebook, but I'll put them on the website too. But yeah, I just went to Sicily um, with my friends. Uh, four of us went down there. And I spent, we spent three weeks climbing on the south, no, the northwest corner of Sicily, which is like the furthest part away from the boot. If you're looking at Sicily on, as the island that's sticking off the toe there down there. And, uh, it was awesome. Totally quiet country, like big tufa climbing and stalactite climbing, kind of Greek style. But the cool thing is, is there's also a bunch of multi-pitch climbing. Like big, oh, nice. big roots, uh, not just all bolted, but mixed gear and bolt roots. 
we went down there and and uh my friend Jonathan and I put up a new route that oh, cool. was uh four pitches on a seven pitch route we kind of the wall sort of had this like crumbly start to it sort of like this mantle at the base and there was already this route that a guy from Austria put up a couple of years ago that got through that band and so we said uh, we could either like walk 20 feet to the right and put up two more chassis pitches or we can just climb up through the way he went through and then we split off and did four overhanging pitches limestone and mixed or all uh, mixed but but mostly bolted supplementally you can put some cams in which was kind of cool that's the way the climbing there was is that while it's basically bolted and the crux moves and stuff are going to be on bolts usually the rack they call for you to bring like a small set of cams so mm. you can like bust some cams How in this area um this cliff i mean i don't know when they started climbing on it i know this route that we that we followed to start with was only a couple years old the girls climbed uh one next to it that was probably just a few years old it feels like that it's like the 2000s um that this stuff's been getting done because it is kind of a backwater mm-hmm. there's plenty of climbing and there's lots of cliffs developed but for every cliff that's developed five that you see with i mean huge caves with huge stalactites and big tufas i mean stuff that like if any one of those roots was in the states it'd be like the classic and you know nobody's touched them yet because it's Freaking sicily Europe. yeah i mean sicily's like it's like going to the georgia of of oops did i just bust on the georgians well That's, did you bust on the sicilians yeah you know it's like going to the georgia of, of all of the Italy. people i wouldn't be busting on <laughs> It would probably be the Sicilians, and by saying that, I think I just accidentally did it again. That's all right. But you know, we've got a lot of Sicilian friends. I know. I have one one cute little Sicilian friend in in particular. Yeah. Well, we've got a couple little Sicilian friends. So. Oh, is is Lara's Sicilian? Yeah, Lara's Sicilian. Lara. Our yeah. Sicilian soul sisters. Yeah, that's right. Two of them. And our little Sash. Yeah, she's adorable. Anyway, um, <laughs> there's the Cosa Nostra. Is right. the mafioso allegedly there. allegedly. Yeah, it's funny because it's very allegedly. It is very alleged. Although, I'm reading a book about it right now. I should have read it before I went, but I read it on the way home. I'm not quite done. And it's no longer really alleged. But their history has been this weird like mix of mystery of no one wants to say they really exist. But as of like 15 years ago when they basically blew up four-lane highway to kill this judge that, that had put a bunch of them in jail... Everybody was kind of like, yeah, they're here. Not so allegedly. Yeah, not so allegedly. Um, after reading this, like we were climbing near this big cemetery in Palermo, and we, we climbed this other wall, and then we could see down into the cemetery. And, and then I started reading this book, and the cemetery is basically like over the last century where just multiple bullet-riddled bodies have turned up inside this cemetery. And then we drove over this section of road that got blown up. Oh, wow. I mean, we didn't notice, but now that I've read about it, I'm like, man, we drove past. Because it's like the main artery, you know? The guy was driving home in like a convoy, and they blew two of the cars sky high. Sounds like you were doing an awful lot of studying when you should have been maybe updating your 8A page. (laughs) I know, exactly. I mean, that's like (laughs) non-enforced, voluntary, cultural enlightenment. Well, we went to these great Greek ruins. Like, they have these like super intact super old greek ruins and uh sicily's really cool because it's been like swapped you know the greeks were there and then the carthaginians were there and then the romans were there and then the arab 
groups were there and it's just like been passed over or passed between cultures over and over again so there's just layers of different cultures there to kind of check out which you know a, a lot of the climbing there was a lot like Kalimnos and in Greece but that part of it made it kind of better in a way is that because when you're on Kalimnos like you're just there pretty limited with- yeah there's a few things to kind of go look at but nothing that blows your mind and, and this place like we walked in Greek ruins that were just mind-blowing you know just these huge huge columns and statues and stuff like that and then we saw there's also a bunch of Norman castles there you know from from sort of crusade days and that's really cool and and layered on top of and then a layered on that is sort of the Arab time and it's pretty sweet it's a pretty sweet place it was a good trip Did and we'll you see have Napoleon? more on that Napoleon yeah Bonaparte yeah is that where he was exiled Something happened with him there. I can't remember. But they yeah. call him the Sicilian for some reason. No, he's not a Sicilian. He's, he's um, not. He's no, he's... Uh, what's the island north of Sardinia? Um, it's a French island now. It's right there. Come on. Uh, I, the word Creole keeps coming into mind, but it's not... Crete. No, no, it's... Uh, Can we uh, Google that? Fucking A. Actually, I... Uh, oh. Corsican. Corsican. The Corsican. He's I a got Corsican. confused. I get confused sometimes. Yeah, totally. I'm blonde. No, I'll I'll try to I'll try to see. I used to work at a restaurant called the Corsican. Oh yeah, he's a Corsican. Yeah. Well, I was also thinking there's he climbing was, there too. Yeah. So this is kind of related. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> no, the normal cast is bigger than just climbing. That's why it's Lisa. the normal cast. Yeah, exactly. It's all encompassing. Um, what were we talking about? We were talking about Napoleon. Napoleon. Well, he was he was also exiled to some island in the Mediterranean, but yeah. not Sicily. I know. I got yeah. confused. Yeah. So anyway, Sicily. I recommend you go to Sicily. I want to. Yeah. Because you can... It's the same as going to Greece in terms of getting there. You fly to Rome, then there's flights to Palermo. It's actually a little easier because there's more flights to Palermo than to, to, to Kalimnos. The difference is, is that when you're in Kalimnos, you're done. You're there... Climbing's right there. You can walk to it or you rent a scooter or whatever. And once you're in Sicily, you really need to have a car. But there's this great camping area right amongst, like, the main climbing area that's, like, the Euro-style camping where there's, like, tent sites all the way up to apartments you can rent. And we rented this little, this little like, motorhome. Not, not a motorhome. It's, like, a mobile home that slept four people for 600 euros for almost three weeks. That's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. Was I mean, it cozy? Divide that up. Yeah, this is cozy, but it was it was fun, you know. But it had a kitchen. But there were five of you. Well, yeah, Burr when he was there slept on the couch. Uh. It got a little tight when Andrew was there, but he's big too, so he was kind of like. <laughs> what are you saying about us big people? He's like the ogre. I'm not an ogre. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, Sicily. Yeah, so in, I mean that's pretty cheap. Six hundred. I mean divide that four ways. Yeah, it's like 150 euros, like 300 bucks. Yeah, for three weeks. I mean, it's not bad. Not bad at all. And then with the kitchen, you can eat, uh, you know, you can get groceries, so it keeps the expenses down. We had a bunch of good pizza. We tried to stay out of Palermo because it's the ties, as we were calling them, the Italians, are just the craziest drivers. In terms of Europe, in terms of the place I've been in Europe, Spain, France, uh, Greece even, like these guys are out of control. I think they all think they're Mario Andretti. You know, it's like a big, seriously, it's like a big Formula One country, you know, like all their style, like their fashion, they all look They're like. They're fast. Yeah. They ain't got time for you slow Americans. Yeah. And we had this great big car, you know, this like, um, it was called the S-Max, which is funny because when the lady who was renting it to us said, said, 
with her accent, she says, We have given you the ass max. <laughs> it is huge. Perfect for you Americans. But it was. It's a, it was a kind of a big car for Europe. And so you'd be, we'd be like, you know, booking down some road we assume was one way because there's no room on it. And all of a sudden, an ITI would pull on coming towards us. Doesn't even touch the brakes. Just comes ripping past like mirrors basically touching. And we're all like, I didn't have to drive at all because I didn't rent the car. But it, everybody's like white knuckled ready to do this head on collision. So we tended to try to stay out of Palermo. It's kind of one of those old cities that wasn't designed to drive in. It was mm-hmm. designed to, to ride horses in. Yeah. You'll be driving and you'll see them come up to a side street, you know, getting ready to turn on in front of you. And then as you get closer to them, they'll creep out. And like till their front of their car is like in the road and you could be going like 35 or 40 miles an hour towards them and they're slowly creeping into the road in that like crazy deer way of like, are you going to go or am I going to drive past you without incident? And it's the strangest thing. I mean, we're, it's just like super stressful to drive around. Well, what do they country. do? Do they go or do Sometimes they Sometimes they go and you're just like fully hitting the brakes. They're just like, they I mean, maybe they think they made eye contact. And well, so why do they not, ooze out? Only I don't to... know. It's, a, it's some eye tie thing. <laughs> anyway, the eye ties. So, uh, anyway, wh- what else? How were the roots? I told you. They were awesome. All Steep, them? overhanging, never a crimp, always a bucket. Never a crimp. Very that seldom. Sounds like my anti-trip. Yeah. No, I know. It's all big, big hold climbing for the most part. That's not true. What about the, the bolts? Ah, uh, oof, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As usual, you know, the, again, Sicily's like kind of a backwater. And so stuff, you know, gets put up in a vacuum by kind of locals that are only sort of guessing at what they're up to. And then also, as usual, I mean, it is, it's not Thailand, but it's Mediterranean. It's on the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's salt in the air and it's relatively uh, humid. So yeah, some if they didn't put in stainless to stainless, then yes, yeah, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time, and so some of the really older roots, you know, need somebody to go put them up. I mean, to re rebolt them. But since it's it seems like there's not much of a local climbing scene, a lot of stuff was put up by by people visiting. You know, there's not really yet anyway some sort of central group of people that are going to go out and fix these routes it's not like some sort of time bomb but some of them are getting kind of crusty and then you get sort of weird bolting jobs at times you know we were putting in stainless to stainless and what i mean by that is that if you're going to put in stainless bolts you got to have a stainless hanger because there's some sort of reaction between a normal steel hanger and stainless well yeah anytime you mix metals which is why like in those old toyotas you get those rust patterns. Really? Is yeah. that why? The- yeah, because it was two different types of metal. The trucks, you know how they have that classic- Oh, yeah, around the wheel. Yeah, exactly. Because huh. that quarter panel and- What's- Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. How yeah. do you know all this stuff? That's why you're- Some that's, people you're call gonna me Google. An, you're going to be an asset to the normal cast. Yeah, I got a question for you. Okay, go. You had a photographer on your trip? Yes. How many times did you hear the following phrase, can you do that one more time? No, actually, I never. And actually- Andrew Burr was a photographer and, you know, sort of full disclosure, uh, Brittany Griffith was and Jonathan Thiesinger. Brittany works for Patagonia. Jonathan Thiesinger works for Black Diamond. He's content manager. Uh, Whitney Boland, who's the other gallus there, is is also sponsored. So it was one of those trips. I knew what I was getting into. and, and But none of these guys are like, you know, 
avid work in it kind of people. It's like, we're going to go climbing. We'll take some photos. If they turn out, they turn out, we'll use them, which is great. And I want to say that like, it's super fun that way. And Andrew's the same way. He's like, I actually kind of talked to him. Like I was like, yeah, what's up? You know, I was offering to kind of, you know, get into some sort of positions. I bet you were. <laughs> but, you know, to, to like, yeah, because I'd work with photographers too. No like, wonder he never you know, asked you to do it again. Left, and it's like, well, the hold isn't over there. But yeah, he wants you and look up or look out or, you know, to get these angles. Can and you to get throw face. your hair back again? Well, yeah, that didn't happen to me. I mean, Andrew was like, he didn't, he didn't want to hear any of that. He's like, I'm going to shoot it. I'll get what I get. And it'll be real, and you guys just go about your business. He just didn't want to impose on our scene, you know, because we were putting up a new route, and we were we were we were trying to climb it, and yeah, it was really great, actually. That's cool. I totally, I totally was super psyched because you've been through that, I've been through that. It's not like the worst thing. You understand, like, yeah, they want to get a good shot, but yeah, he never told us to do anything. That's cool. In fact, yeah, it's like, yeah, whatever, just go about your business, you know. In a lot of ways, maybe we didn't force him to tell us what to do because we didn't mind and we just knew what was sort of required. But, but yeah, it was good. It was totally good. And I got a bunch of stuff from Patagonia too. Dang. Yeah. You're stoked. I know. <laughs> That's the cool thing about people like me that are, as as Lauren Lee once said, sort of famous. Aren't you sort of famous? Those are the line <laughs> to me when I was introduced to her. Aren't you sort of famous? I want to put that on my card. But... I thought you wanted to put Lauren on your card. Yeah, well, she gave me that lovely card. But anyway, her name's not even Lauren Lee anymore. But no, we don't need not. to get into that. Yeah, Lauren McCormick. Actually, I'd love to have her on the show. I bet you could. Yeah, because it'd be cool to find out. Like, you got a baby now. What's up? Yeah, baby, baby, mama. What's up? Are baby you gonna got a keep, baby? How are you gonna keep climbing? How are you gonna keep climbing that? Well, kind I of think stuff? it's been well proved that having children does not slow down the dedicated and the talented. All right, Laura McCormick, right? I'm coming for you. You live in my town. We're gonna we're gonna do an interview. Lock your doors. Lock your doors. Pull your shades. Yeah. Chris Caloose is what's coming her, after what's you. What's her little girl's name? Right, Lydia. Lydia. That's right. I've seen pictures of her on Facebook. But anyway, back to what we were talking about. Is what were we talking about? We were talking about climbing with, uh, you know, photographers and whatnot. And the cool thing about being sort of famous is that I hang out with actual sponsored He's pointing people. At me. That's just what I do. You know, know that. When you do your impression but of they me, they can't see you when I'm not around. You do this, but <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, I get the I get the sort of the the kind of detritus. Yeah, we get the downs. chum. Yeah, that the gets chum. thrown out of the yeah. barrel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The best. Yeah, I've gotten like chum from people that are like half my size, age, and weight, and it's awesome. Is that what you call it? And I squeeze into That's it. The awesome. chum. Yeah, the well, chum. Well, it's like what you throw when right. you. I know what real chum is, yeah. but like, uh, like. Sponsor Booty Chum. Yeah, Sponsor nice. Booty Chum. That's nice. a great band name. <laughs> the Booty Chums. Right on. You heard it here. Our album will be out by next Christmas. <laughs> but yeah, so it was a good trip. And uh, those guys are great. I, and we, we had a great time. I've known Jonathan for 20 years. Um, I've known Brittany for quite a few. Um, and I had sort of casually met uh, Whitney Bolin. But uh, we got along great. It was a super good chemistry and and um that's oh, all you can people. ask for on those trips because yeah. even a short trip and this was three weeks you know there's a point at which usually somebody's on somebody's nerves 
And I really never felt that on this trip. Like everybody was. It's cool. funny you should say that Why? because I was listening to this uh, radio show the other day, mm-hmm. and this guy was basically saying that if you couldn't identify who the most annoying person in the room was, then it was probably you. <laughs> <laughs> so I will let you. <laughs> I'll let you take that, however you choose. <laughs> And you know, okay, I don't know. Great. Brittany's so, launching her podcast right, right now. Exactly. And is like, yeah, the trip is great, except, but there's this one issue. <laughs> no, it was good. I mean, <laughs> I know it was. I know. I'm just kidding. But the cool thing is, is like with a good dynamic, it's the one cool thing too is that everybody seems to fall into roles, and if it works right, all the work gets covered by everybody's roles, and it often comes out relatively equally, and so. You know, Brittany and Whitney, they bo- they cooked dinner er- basically every night that we ate in. Brittany's anyway. a mean cook. Yeah. And mean in the good sense. Yeah, and she liked doing it. And so it was like those guys fell into that. You know, it was like dishes fell to somebody else and, you know, making sure that the car got cleaned out and, and unracked every night fell to somebody else. And But nobody ever really had to, like, get on anybody's case about, like, who's not doing what. I mean, it was just a good dynamic trip like that. And that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like, it doesn't have to be just roses and everybody's like patting each other on the back all the time. It just falls into this rhythm of everybody taking care of what needs to be taken care of. It's kind of like being like grownups. Yeah, which is odd in the climbing world. It can be. (laughs) As you well know. (laughs) As the mother hen of Moab. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this is the first episode of the Normal Cast. If you uh, even sort of like what you heard, come back next time when we're going to be talking about secret crags. Actually, we're going to do an issue show about secret cliffs and whether or not that's even appropriate or cool or are you just a total dickhead if you're trying to keep your cliff secret. So anyway, thanks for listening to the first installment of the Normal Cast. If you're coming over here from... Normal (laughs) Cast... If you're coming over here from Off Palais, um, I appreciate it. If you're listening for the first time, I also appreciate that. And stick around for all sorts of stuff. I've got a bunch of people who have verbally committed to interviews. Interviews are cool. Famous people. Ooh, not like us. Not, not like, like us. <laughs> like Not almost famous people or sort of famous people. Actual famous people. However, what I've learned from doing the other podcast is that having a yeah dude I'll totally do it and getting a person to sit down is one thing so I'm not going to like pre-advertise anything but if everything goes well uh, coming up this winter we got a bunch of people I want to sit down with um, and I think it's going to be really good I don't really have a little tag to sign off with what, 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 this is the normal cast uh, eh. uh. I don't know we'll work on that run it out and take chances alright that's it I told my pap and ma'am I was coming to the mountains to trap and be a mountain man. Acted like they was gut shot. Says, son, take your life, go here. Here's where the people's is. Them mountains is for animals and savages. I said, Mother Q, the Rocky Mountains is the marrow of the world. By God, I was right.